What's up and welcome in, y'all. You found yourself locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. It's Friday, October 15th, and we've got a great fun guest for y'all today, a recurring guest here on Locked On Bulls. He is an Evanston native, an actor, and most importantly, a die-hard Bulls fan. We're going to get his thoughts on this fun upcoming Bulls season. It's the one and the only Zach Guilford here with us on Friday, Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. And today we are very pleased to welcome in two away from being part of the five-timers club here on Locked On Bulls, <laughs> a man who is a Evanston native, Northwestern grad, an actor who stole my heart as Matt Saracen in the hit show Friday Night Lights, and most recently, one of the most popular series on Netflix right now in the spooky October month, Midnight Mask, welcoming back to Locked On Bulls, Zach Guilford. Zach, how are you, man? Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm good, man. I just got... Wait, I got two quick questions. <laughs> you said you're at Bulls underscore Peck, but there's no underscore on your tag there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The people who made that graphic for us got that wrong. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of graphics, you're like, we're going to play a quick video. Is there a video? Because all I saw was red and it said locked on Bulls. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, Zach. When he said video... I for real was thinking, oh, we're, we're putting a new video in of Zach today or something? What's going on? This is what we're doing? Oh, okay, cool. So like, that's what I've my head. Just red. Maybe it doesn't okay, show cool. for, for guests that get brought into the link. I'm not really sure. It's just like a quick little graphic that says Locked on Bulls with a voiceover on top of it. So, But but you didn't see any of that. <laughs> no, I saw, the, I saw the graphic. I thought there was going to be a video. Yeah. So I was just staring at a graphic for a minute. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can play cool. something off YouTube if you want, Zach. I can put a video <laughs> off YouTube if you like. I, I can do anything you want to no, do. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. You know, it's fine. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're still new at this YouTube game for the most part. So there's, <laughs> you never know what kind of wild cards are going to pop up. Uh, Zach, like I said, it's great to have you back, man. I think the last time we chatted uh, with you on the pod, it was quarantine, early pandemic, and the Bulls had just made this huge, shocking shift to hire Arturis Karnaschovas and John Paxson had stepped aside. Tons of overhaul since then. Um, when you look at what the Bulls have done this offseason, what was the most shocking thing to you, whether it was a player signing or, or, or anything else? Uh, I, you know, it just is like the fact that the team is totally different now, you know? And I think we all, when... Um, AK and Eversley came on and it was like boiling stuck around forever. And like, I, I'm with you. I knew they were going to get rid of him, but you know, the roster was basically the same all last season. You're just like, what is going on? This is kind of boring. And then, you know, finally they just cleared house. They got all new team. You know, the only remaining people are Zach and uh, I don't know. Who, is there one other person? Or is it just him? Kobe. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's kind of hard to pinpoint something because it's, it's a whole new team. And, you know, I, I'm so excited for the season. Just, you know, I'm not someone who thinks we're going to the finals or anything, but it's just going to be fun to watch not garbage 
Um, <laughs> fact. No, I want to know though, Zach. Like, you got to tell him because every it's it's kind of like a important moment in Bulls fans' life that they remember where they were and what they were doing when they heard the news that we fired the ball-headed menace. So where were you when we got rid of that dude and we got him off our team? And what was your reaction when they got rid of him? Uh, I was in the same place I'd been for months, which was my house. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure I was in what we call my office, which is the laundry room. Um, It's a multi-purpose room. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even kidding. So we have to move around a lot for work and Mm. Each house, I'll be like, oh, my God, my office is amazing. <laughs> like, I hate my office. It sucks. <laughs> like, right now, my office is, is nothing. It's like there's, there's no room. It's just in the laundry's in another room, and I got to, like, pull out the, fold, the iron board to fold the laundry. Anyway, this has nothing to do with basketball. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about laundry. Yeah. Uh, made it exciting good job yeah uh, so I was just I was just pumped but like you know I kind of was on the same page as Matt where I knew it was going to happen it was just kind of waiting for it to happen waiting for it to happen so it wasn't too celebratory because it was like okay finally um, and then it was just you know curious to see who we uh, hired and I remember specifically when they announced Donovan I was up here in Vancouver and I, I remember like exactly the street I was walking on the corner I was on Cause I was just so like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I think that was kind of the beginning of the excitement of things and then um, just changing. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dave, um, when we had Zach on last time, he was telling us this story about how you were shooting something. I can't remember if it was a movie or TV show, but like you were playing a character who had like been taken prisoner or captive or was like being held against his will, like in, in like a, a prison cell or somewhere dark and dingy and dirty. And you were like method acting, thinking about how much you hated the bulls in that moment. And we're rooting for them to lose every night because it just well, no, like, it, it made your blood boil. <laughs> it was literally the game uh, against OKC when they blew like a 25 point oh lead. Oh. And I was just sitting there watching in between takes the score update. And I was like, yeah, I hope they lose this. I hope they lose this. <laughs> Now, when you finished, did the director say, I don't know where you got that from, but you really took it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know where you went. I was like, a dark place. Right. Dark place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my weird. God. But, you know, hopefully now the, the next time you're you're doing some method acting and maybe pulling from your Bulls fandom, it could be about something positive, something bright. Um, you, you were saying to us before we hit record that you, you haven't had a lot of time to watch these Bulls preseason games because, you know, you're a father of two young kids. Um, but, you know, of what you've seen, maybe you've, like, you know, grabbed a highlight here or there or just, you know, see what people are talking about uh, as we are, you know, go gearing up for their final preseason game tonight. The Bulls have won their first three. Do you feel optimistic that all of these new pieces are going to fit well together and the Bulls are going to legitimately, you know, uh, contend in the East for, for a playoff spot? Yeah, I mean, I think if they don't make the playoffs, I think we'd all be a little bit shocked. Right. Um, and and I feel like, you know, I don't think it's outlandish to think they might be a sixth seed and not have to do the play-in tournament or whatever. And I think, you know, I, you know when they signed DeRozan, I wasn't like, what? That doesn't make sense. But, I, I, you know, I was a little like, wait, so is he going to come off the bench? Is Because like, I, I thought he kind of played the same position as, uh, as Levine. But, you know, the more I listened and the more I read – 
you know, I haven't been following DeRozan closely in San Antonio, so I didn't really know the way he had evolved his career and his position. And the more I learned, the more excited I got. And I think all these pieces kind of make sense together. I think Donovan's a smart coach where he, you know, makes schemes for the players he has and doesn't try to like fit square pegs in around holes the way, you know, your best friend Boylan did. Um, so, uh, you know, Big Dave was fan, too you know. unnecessarily kind to Boylan, by the way, in our few, in our few <laughs> encounters, Big Dave was way nicer to Jim Boylan than he needed to be. I'm just being me, man. I can't help who I am, Zach. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, you gotta be nice to people. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't know where they come from. Just because they're bad at their job doesn't mean you gotta be mean oh, to them. It, Zach wasn't even nice. Like, he just walked by and I shook his hand and said, hey, coach, and Matt was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, we're in the United Center. Like, <laughs> like what yeah. do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have called him coach. Right. <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah. I, I've I mean, always refused to call, you know, that, whatever. That Trump, yeah. I never called him. I never called him president ever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I, I thought you were, you were making political. it a stretch. <laughs> right. I think I, I think you were taking it a stretch when you just referred to Jim as people. Like, I, I'm not even convinced that he's an actual human. <laughs> and Did come he down from space, he fans miserable. Right he's just making uh, the rounds and showing up to NBA camps. Around I, I saw that, that Tom Tom Fiddle welcomed him to a New York Knicks practice earlier this very he week. He so oh, wow. you know. Because, so because I'm a Bulls fan and I don't want the Knicks to be good, I hope that Tibbs listens to Jim and, and ruins right. the Knicks. That would be great for us. <laughs> yeah, no mid-range shots for anybody. No. That's right. Good job. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> um, we we got to get more of Zach's thoughts on this upcoming Bulls season. We'll do that in just a minute. First, though, NBA fans, we are just days away from the kickoff of the regular NBA season. And we've told you all about that sleeper app if you want to play week-long NBA fantasy. But what if you are a daily fantasy player? Well. We've got you covered there too. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Have you heard about them? If not, tune in. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players, as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Offers any prop you can think of, and all users that deposit on their first sign-up will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA when you do that. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries, too, so you can take the over on LeBron James points tonight combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes touchdowns in the same entry. Super cool. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's it's actually that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right. So uh, we touched on the whole like DeRozan and Zach fit thing. Uh, Zach, what about Lonzo Ball? Like, Obviously, he's a name that has been coming up in, in bull circles for, you know, basically since the draft. People were like, I want Lonzo Ball. Trade rumors earlier last season. There was maybe some Lowry marketing for Lonzo talks that broke down. Um, how do you see Lonzo fitting into this team? And were you pro pro Lonzo before that move was made? 
I was all, you know, I'm all in, you know, he fit the huge hole that we had. He's a point guard. He's a good distributor. He can play defense, which was something that we were lacking on. Um, you know, and also, you know, it's fun to have a name show up and I know he's not a name and, you know, he's never been an all-star or anything like that yet, but a little like, I can't believe I'm about to use this word, but like a little pizzazz on the team. Um, <laughs> it's like a person, you know, like, you know, like it used, no offense. It used to be Archie and, you know, people you've never heard of. So it's kind of fun to have players on your team that everybody who follows the NBA knows who they are. Um, And, you know, so far, I know we've just been bum slaying in the preseason, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems to be fitting and it seems like they're all buying in. And, you know, like I know you guys have said, he wanted to be here. And that makes such a huge difference. And we weren't, you know, no one else would give him the money he wanted. So he was like, all right, I guess I'll go there and take the money. Um, mm-hmm. It just seems like we got a team of guys who are excited to be playing together. They're excited to be playing for Donovan. They're excited to be in Chicago. And I think that's going to really excite the fan base and give us something fun to watch and something to root for. Um, you know, it sucks rooting against your team. Yes, um, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, let me ask you about Patrick Williams, man, because – He's definitely somebody that everybody is kind of looking at this season to try to take that leap from, you know, what we saw him doing his rookie year. Like we we saw some things from him, you know, we saw flashes, but overall, you know, it was an okay rookie season. But then we saw him in the summer league, you know, try to elevate his game, you know, and get more vocal and more aggressive like that. What are you looking for uh, out of this season for Patrick Williams on such a stacked starting lineup? That's exactly my what I'm so curious about, because. I think if we had not packed the roster so much with such established people and leaders, um, I would have much higher expectations for him, you know, to make some sort of big leap, like in more of what he did in summer league. But now it's kind of like, I mean, it's good and it's, it's not bad, but I think it takes a little of the excitement off because it's like, Oh, cool. He's got more of like a time period where he can learn and develop and we don't need to rely on him to take some huge step forward. However, Maybe he does, you know, and how dope would that be to have this young player who just steps up and now is kind of like the beast we thought he would be. And, and maybe some of the other players take, a, I don't want to say a step back, but, you know, let him shine a bit um, and just help him be the best he can be. Uh, Zach, have you bought your Alex Caruso jersey yet? <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. Uh, I know that you're apparently going to shave your head and get a headband. Um, <laughs> if if the Bulls finish as a top four seed in the East, I believe that was the promise oh, that was made. He did say it. Yeah. I'm still concerned about it. <laughs> but I, I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like. But Zach, I got I got a question uh, for you, Zach, because yeah. Matt told me this story. I didn't, I didn't know about this, but he told me about your Scottie Pippen tattoo uh, uh, that you have. <laughs> And my question to you is, I'm not about the tattoo. My question is, what was your family's reaction when they found out about this tattoo you have? Or have they even found out yet? Are they finding out like oh, right yeah, now no. for the first time? So I, uh, for like months, I wore a Nike um, sweatband around <laughs> my leg to cover it up whenever I was around my family. If I was wearing shorts, if I was wearing pants, who cares? And then uh, finally, I was like, oh, forget it. This is so annoying. And I show my mom, and I think her reaction was, do you need to go to a psychiatrist? <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, I'm never uh, thinking more clearly. 
<laughs> no, I mean, it was just, you know, like, I so many dumb things. Like, this wasn't as big of a deal, but when oh. I was much young, like, so I tattooed myself when I was 13. Mm. And I think, I can't remember, I think I was like 10 and I got my ear pierced and it was the summer. And so to hide it, I wore like a winter stocking hat all the time around my family. And my mom would be like, it's so hot. Why are you wearing that hat? Said, it's cool, mom. Shut up. Because it's cool. Because I'm a hipster in training, right. Leave me alone. Yeah. 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 Because it's 1992 and this is cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to do the grunge thing now, mom. <laughs> That's what's going on here. Just sweat dripping. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm my like, God. I'm it was so bad. I like how both of the things you went to and do sweat. Like, they just bring on serious amounts of sweat. And what's your decision-making right there? Wow. Well, yeah, and that's before, you know, that's before they had your uh, sweat stick or no sweat. Sweat block, baby. Yeah. Sweat block. Could have saved you there, Zach. Could have saved you. Speaking of which, we've, we've got an ad read from the one and only Zach Guilford coming on later in today's episode. Because he wanted to do one. Because... That's that's what people want now. That's what people want. They don't want bull talk. They want ad reads. No, Uh, because he came up, Zach. You know, we talked uh, in our last uh, chat a year ago during the pandemic, and you know, the last dance and stuff was going on, and there was a lot of talk about Scotty and the Bulls and and all the drama back in the day. I'm not sure if you paid close attention to his latest media tour. With like, he came out with his own line of bourbon. And like he's he's got this new autobiography coming out that's basically like here's my side of the story because the last dance was trash. Like he's out here on like like Dan Patrick calling Phil Jackson a racist. What what like what's your take on everything that's been going on with Scottie Pippen in the media this year? Where it's like he's just going scorched earth on everybody. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you honestly, where it started was I heard about his bourbon, and I I literally texted a link to my wife, and I was like. Two of my favorite things, Scotty Pippen and bourbon. I mean, I'm taking the water out of an empty bourbon bottle. Um, okay, thank you. I, that was throwing me off for a long time. Like, I was like, hey, should we have a talk? It's only like 9 a.m. in Vancouver, right? right? Like, I wasn't going to yeah. judge you. I wasn't going to judge you. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to talk, I'm here is all I'm saying. Dave, we all got to get through this pandemic somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch preseason basketball. Like, ah, I'm going crazy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> ah, fucking kids. Right. <laughs> How am I supposed to parent sober? Uh, anyway, uh, so that's where it started. Oh, man. And then from there, everything I read that he said, I was like, why? Why? And like, there's no, and it, it, right, if it's all leading up to his autobiography and there's some big stories, but I just, I don't think he's that, um, being that strategic about some big reveal that's coming up. And so you're just a little like, why? You know, I got plenty of thoughts about certain people I've worked with or whatever. And I would never, ever, ever voice those things because why? <laughs> like you just start drama. Um, so. Is he, is he I your, know, is, is Scotty your favorite bull? I mean, I know Jordan is everybody's usual, you know, go to default, but is Scotty like your favorite bull though? He is. And, you know, I mean, I've told this story, so I'll make it quick. But, you know, I got that tattoo of the season Jordan retired. And I was like, man, fuck Jordan. Pippen's carrying the team. And, uh, you know, he should be MVP. And, yeah, so I think it just kind of ingrained in my heart. Like, I kind of realized, like, we all get Jordan. Like, he's amazing. He's the greatest. But the all-around player that Scotty was, I think I really, um, in that time, like, learned 
how amazing he was and how there were so few players like him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, and I'm just super stubborn. Like like the point forward in a time before the point forward was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's just like I've been, I brainwashed myself into thinking that I like Scotty better than Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I got friends like you. It's okay. I got friends just like you. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you do you think that, uh, like a lot of the NBA talking heads out there on the national scale, that the Bulls are going to be atrocious on defense this year? Because Dave and I have had talks about that, and you know, you mentioned Lonzo and his defense. You know, we we brought up Caruso for a hot second. Those guys are both going to add some quality defense, and the Bulls look a little undersized as far as height. Hopefully, they get Tony Bradley back and ready for the start of the NBA regular season. Uh, but but what they do have is a lot of length. Are you are you concerned or are you optimistic about what the Bulls will look like defensively? Because I think we're all pretty uh, pretty excited about what they're going to do on the offensive end. I think I'm actually pretty optimistic. I, I don't remember if it was yesterday in the last couple of days, but Dave, you said something about, um, you know, when you have good defenders around, it makes it easier for the not-so-great defenders to right. play better. I mean, that's just right. 100% true. I mean, I think you made an amazing point, and I think it's really going to play out this season. And um, again, you know, kind of like I had said, when people want to be there and they're buying into the system, like we've all said, Zach made more of an effort on team USA. And um, I think when you're not checked out because you know, you're a dumpster fire, I think you'll just make more of an effort and effort goes a long way as trite as that is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. It's that time. Big Dave, Uh, you you got to pedal some uh, products and then, and then give Zach his chance to to pedal some products. (laughs) Oh, now y'all have to listen to me on this one because I am an elite athlete. So this is made for me. All right. Story. This is an elite athlete or someone else, some normal people out there might use this also through your stress and your daily lives and things like that. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't want to, you know, drink bourbon because your kids are stressing you out. You need something to relax yourself. Okay. And what you need is Theragun. It's the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth speed and power so basically it is the zach levine of percussive therapy devices and it is as quiet as an electronic toothbrush now whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or injury or just like i said those stresses of everyday life there is no substitute for the theragun gen 4 all right it doesn't just feel good all right it gets to the source of that pain by releasing that tension Use Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% deeper than vibration alone. I know you want one. How can you get one? I'm about to tell you. You could try Theragun for 30 days, starting at $199. That is $199. So go to Therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. Three times for you. Go get it. Zach, I know you wanted to do this. I know you wanted to talk about something, sir. Could you please tell the wonderful people out there about this wonderful, wonderful thing that we like talking about that Matt loves called Built Bar? Dave, it would be my honor and my pleasure. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast, you know two things. You know that for the most part, before Dave got here, 
the ad reads are long and boring. <laughs> you hit the skip button. You're like, I skipped three times. They're still talking about this thing. And the thing you know, is they're talking about Bill Barr. And you know why they're talking about Bill Barr? Because I have a conspiracy theory that Bill Barr owns the Locked On Network, or it's just that good. They've been talking about Bill Barr for years. They talk about it every day. They talk about it on every podcast. It doesn't matter what you're locked on. You should be locked on. You should be locked on landscaping. They're talking about Bill Barr. And they're talking about Bill Barr because it's good for you. It tastes like a candy bar. I don't know. I've never actually had one. I'm up here in Canada. I don't think I can get them. I've tried. I looked into it. I said, man, they won't stop talking about Bill Barr. Apparently there's, I don't know. There's eight flavors, 16 flavors. It doesn't matter. There's a bunch of flavors. You'll find one that you like. And right now they got a special flavor. It's called Rocky Road. Ooh. If you've ever had Rocky Road ice cream, which I actually never have, then you probably <laughs> have an idea of what this bar tastes like. It's probably got, I think it's chocolate, marshmallows, whatever. But the point is, it's good for you. It's yes. a low amount of net carbs. Okay. Yes. It's probably three or five. It's like 150, 180 calories. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm not reading anything right now. I've just heard these ads <laughs> so many times that I think I know what I'm talking about. Someday, when I get back to America, I'm going to get me some dope bars. And you know how I'm going to get it? I'm going to get it by using the promo code that I could have used for the past 18 years, and it's locked on 15. I think, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. They locked 15. Locked, locked 15. 15. <laughs> I'm going to look it up before I use it. I'm pretty sure that's going to get me 15% off of something. I'm going to get them built bars. I'm probably going to get the, uh, I think it's called like the variety pack. So I can try all Mm. the flavors. I'll find Mm -hmm. the one I like the best. I'm going to be pumped when I get that special flavor. I've heard them talk about a birthday cake one, which um, I hope I get someday if it comes back. But I'm telling you people, I've been rambling on forever. And it's about Bill Bar. I don't know what it tastes like, but I'm sure it's great because Locked On Network loves it. Okay, so go to built.com. Correct. Think. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Go to built.com, put in that code LOCK15, get you 15% off of the Built Bars that they keep telling you about. And maybe if we all do it, people, if we get together and we all get some Built Bars, they'll stop telling us about it. Okay? Another sponsor. Because yep. <laughs> we all know. We all know about Bill Barr. It sounds great. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. The end. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. I love the Acting, fact that you just did all of that with no ad copy in front of you. You've just heard us talk about it that many times. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That I think amazing. that I think that should and could be our last built bar read ever. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna tell we're just gonna tell the ad sales people at the network we're done. We can't pedal built bar anymore. Go to build.com. No, keep keep. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So Zach, l- looking at the Bulls competition this season, uh, you could definitely see them making a fifth or sixth seed uh, in the East. And certainly, you know, like they could probably beat up on their division. Like I I think we all know the Cavs are going to be bad. The Pistons will probably be pretty bad as well. The other thing you want to see them do is win some more close games late than they were able to do last season. The Bulls lost a lot of close games against quality opponents last year. And that has kind of been uh, an interesting question among Bulls fans looking into this season is, you know, I think the Eastern Conference overall got better. 
So it's going to be hard for the Bulls to make that big of a leap. When it comes to those close games and, and close games late, people have been w- wondering, does Zach Levine have the ball? Does DeMar have the ball? Does Lonzo have the ball? How would how would you like to see the Bulls operating their half-court offense in those, you know, it's it's a four-point game or less and there's two minutes to play? I don't care. I just want them to do whatever <laughs> wins in the game. And, you know, to harp on it, it's like the other night, um, you know, everybody was broke and DeMar wasn't, so they let him do it, you know. The past few years has been the only person who might be able to make a bucket is Zach. So I think we're all thinking like, oh, it's going to be Zach. It's the Zach show. It's the Zach show. I just, whatever's working, you know? And like, mm-hmm. and if Zach's on fire and DeMar's doing good and whoever, whatever, it's like, oh, great. That might mean T-Will is open under the basket or whatever the heck. And I just want us to be a team who like just does whatever it takes to win. And I want to be a team who doesn't lose a ton of games to teams that we quote unquote should beat. And I want us to win the close games. I want us to pull out a couple games against teams that you never thought we would beat. Um, I, I have a feeling, I'm not saying I have a feeling this will happen, but I have a feeling that we it could happen where we're, we're that kind of surprise team. We're kind of that Cinderella team. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing working against us is just the lack of um, experience in this group together. Um, and, you know, they're going to have to build that chemistry and everything. But I really, I believe in that, like, excitement that each of those players has to be here and be on this team. And I think that can go. Um, it's one of those intangibles. I just kind of feel like can go a long way. Mm. Zach, Zach I, I do have a question for you, man. Um, how does your, like, are you, are you trying to raise your children under that Chicago Bulls fandom umbrella? Are you trying to heap that upon oh. them? Or are you just make, letting them make their own kind of decision? No, they don't get to make any decisions. They're Chicago <laughs> fans. I mean, we had so they're they're not yeah, Vancouver right. Grizzlies fans right now. <laughs> no. no Canucks. Okay. Oh my goodness! They're like my daughter says sorry so much. I'm like <laughs> everything. It's like she'll trip and be like, "Oh, sorry." And I'm like, "What are you sorry for?" <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Oh um, yeah. But yeah. no, no, no. So we, you know, we live in LA. I've just been fortunate to be working um and it just happens to all have been up here in vancouver and we live 10 minutes from dodger stadium and my wife's like well you know i think let's make them be dodgers like no we're not gonna make they're not we're not from la she's like but they are i'm like i don't (laughs) care they're white Sox fans (laughs) um and uh you know the only time i've gone to a lakers game unless it was like i was invited by someone else it was like when the bulls are in town you know i get tickets and Mm -hmm. Um, I was so excited. I had the Bears game on my iPad the other day while I was making lunch for the kids. And um, my daughter comes in and is like, what are you watching? And they're like, I was like, the Bears, you should watch this. <laughs> she just kind of was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, it's, like, it's the first time watching football. She was like, no idea what's going on. I'm like, we like the blue. The blue team. Yeah. And she's like, I like white. I forget where we're playing. She's like, I like white. I'm like, no, you don't. You like the blue. Right. The blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I'm going through something similar with my younger niece right now. Uh, she mm. just turned two. Happy belated birthday to Rory. But um, so she loves Beauty and the Beast. And she gets when she sees the Chicago Bears logo, it reminds her of the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. 
So anytime, and like I, I send my nieces all kinds of bulls and bears gear because I'm like you, like you as a parent, but an uncle. I'm like you, you are Bears fans and you are Bulls fans. Like right. you're not Houston Texans fans. Like to hell with that. You're not Rockets fans. <laughs> but so she thinks that the bear is the beast from Beauty and the Beast. So beast. anytime you know I ask her or her mom asks her, like you know Roy, who's that on your shirt? She goes lion, and I'm like no, no, no. <laughs> You can't get bear and lion mixed up. There's, there's this thing called the NFC North. No, you, you like let's, let's get get the word lion out of your brain because oh, you are not a Lions fan. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> I'm worried about um, that. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, is, is that on your like parental to do list? You know, hopefully as the world returns to normal, uh, like you know, bringing bringing your kids to a Bulls game at the UC. Oh. My God, that'd be amazing. You know, a couple of years ago, we were going to, the Bears were in LA and I was going to bring my daughter. And then it's so weird. I bought tickets through, I'm glad they're not a sponsor of yours. I think I got it through like SeatGeek and I oh, bought the yeah. tickets and I was like, oh, this is like a silly amount of money to spend on football tickets when my daughter doesn't even know what's going on. She's just going to be excited to get a hot dog. And then we get everything ready, like bundled up, going to go to the game. It was like a night game. And I go to pull up the tickets and they're like, oh, your tickets have been canceled. <laughs> what? Oh, what? Like, it was so weird. Like I've never heard of that happening before. So anyway, I didn't get to take it to the game, and now, you know, I mean, it sucks. Like with COVID and whatever the world, you know, and especially since you know they can't get vaccinated. Um, you know, we're just super careful with them, and uh, yeah. so I can't wait to bring her to a game. I don't know when it will be, but it's definitely on the bucket list. It just unfortunately probably right. be in a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, are you even parenting if you haven't had Benny the Bull just douse your child in popcorn? Like that's, that's you <laughs> yeah, know. <exactly. laughs> uh, so so uh, you know, speaking of being careful in this time of of, of COVID, uh, I, I do want to talk to you about this uh, latest project of yours, which I watched and can't recommend highly enough. But before we talk about the show, what has it been like being an actor working on sets in this past you know eighteen months? Where I mean, like, there's all kinds of protocols, and from what I've heard. There, there's, there are like COVID cops on, on film and television sets, making sure that people are doing, has it added just immense levels of stress, uh, st uh, stress to your job? No, it's actually the exact opposite. Um, I feel safer at work than I do anywhere else. Uh, we get tested two or three times a week. Um, everybody, you know, always, 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 always have a mask on. Um, and if anyone is near me when I don't have a mask on, cause I'm, working um they not only have a mask but they have a face shield on um and it's just you know at the beginning too before you know before we knew as much as we do about the virus they even had to like put surgical gowns on to come near me and then when they'd go to another actor they'd have to change that gown and like um so point being it actually was great and then the people i work with i've been lucky to work with other actors and crew members who i really like so we've been able to hang out outside of work because we're so regularly tested and we're around each other at work that it just, you know, it allowed us to live in a little bit of a bubble. Um, and I've also been very lucky because up here in Vancouver, the numbers are just so much lower than they were in mm. Los Angeles. Uh, so actually work makes me feel super safe. So I wrapped work like a month ago mm. and I started another job in like a month or so. And it's kind of like, Oh, I don't, I wish I was getting tested all the time. You, I'm fully you'd, vaccinated. You'd rather be it's on a just, set getting tested several times a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just knowing. And again, and for me, it's just so much because of my kids. You know, it's like, right. 
I'm fully vaccinated. I could, you know, I'd probably be fine. I'm a pretty healthy guy. You never know. But if I got a breakthrough, like, I don't want to bring that home to my kids. They, right. they There's nothing they can do. They're just, right. um, so yeah, I felt so, man, like I felt so lucky just to have a job, to have work and to be in a very safe work, you know, like, these frontline workers, I just, I feel for them and I, I can't appreciate them enough. Um, it's been a hard year for everyone and not to be a downer but then i just get so pissed at people like Kyrie, where you're like what are you doing like what is wrong with you (laughs) just get educated um kyrie's gotta be Kyrie, man it's like so predictable it's his personal personal choice but then to like be around you know there's all these other people that he's around and and if he's like i'm not gonna advise me i'm gonna stay in my house and not go around anyone great good for you yeah sounds good but I, I so you're, you're saying you're not doing. in favor of the Bulls trading for Kyrie because they might try and sell him for cheap. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want him. <laughs> He's like, nowhere near me, can't do it. <laughs> nowhere near me. So, anyway, there, you that's know what? my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I was, I was looking at your uh, your filmography, man, and I noticed that you, you've done The Devil's Do, you did yeah. The Purge Anarchy. And now you're doing this great show, uh, Midnight Mass. So I got to ask, why so angry? Because <laughs> he's been a Bulls fan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not actually, you know, if you see these, I'm always the guy who's like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the victim. I'm the nice guy. It's true. Uh, you know, this new show I'm doing, Midnight Mass, I am the nice guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm not very happy. I'm pretty... Uh, Pretty morose and um, <laughs> <There's>, a little. <laughs> there's definitely yeah. some darkness in your past with your character. <laughs> a little, bit, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, let's let's talk yeah. about it a little bit because I so I watched the whole series. Um, so I won't spoil anything. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's Midnight Mass streaming on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. when it debuted, it was in the top ten on Netflix. Like everybody's digging the show. I, and I I tweeted about this. Because I'm not a big like horror, like psycho thriller kind of guy when it comes to film and TV genres, but because my boy Zach Guilford was in it, I was like, well, I gotta watch, <laughs> I gotta watch. Holy, holy crap! So many twists and turns. Uh, it's so well acted. The cinematography is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what like what is it like being on set and like Big Dave mentioned, like not necessarily your first piece of work in that genre. Is it hard to like get yourself into that frame of mind when there's really spooky shit going on, but then there's just you know like a camera guy scratching his butt? Like what? How does I've always wondered because whenever I've gotten creeped out watching something, I just remind myself there's a fat camera guy scratching his butt on the other side of this camera, and that takes all the fear away. Wow. Yeah. That's Uh, that's true. You got to kind of learn early on to just kind of not pay attention to that. Um, And like I'll never forget the first like tv film anything i ever did it was a student film when i was in college and there's a scene where it's me and a girl in a car and then with my you know my close-up coverage whatever you want to call it the girl the cameraman is sitting where the girl is supposed to be and the girl is sitting behind the cameraman so i'm acting with the cameraman it was like oh right this is not as easy as i thought it was and you kind of just learn and then uh one really cool thing, so Hamish Linklater, who plays the priest in our show, and I think he was just amazing. I can't imagine so anyone else doing that part because he's just so different and um, just himself. Like, there's no one like him. 
And he told me, he has to do these long sermons or homilies or whatever. And I think part of why they work and you don't get bored is he just really, he said he talked to a preacher and that preacher was like, you know, imagine the things you're speaking to your congregants, you're speaking to the people in this church. And just, I know there's cameramen there, grips, but imagine you're speaking to them too. You know, mm-hmm. something you're saying might resonate with the crew member. So like preach to them as well. And so it helps. Like, I thought that was just kind of a cool way to use the crew as opposed to just try and black them out. But there's also times where, you know, we did scenes where, you know, it's like a creepy, dark scene. And um, someone, I'll never forget, sorry, it was Hamish again, but he was like, in the middle of this, like, speech, and he's like, I'm sorry, can we, um, it's all dark, and then I just see all these white masks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just kind of distracting. And they're like, oh, sorry. So then, you know, crew members are like putting like blankets over their heads and stuff. So sometimes it gets a little distracting. For the most part, you usually have learned to kind of just zone it out and be where you are. Mm. I noticed that um, in in this in this one in particular, you you this character definitely has a Chicago connection because the character you know uh, moved to Chicago. And I noticed that uh, in Friday Night Lights, your character in there also uh, moves to Chicago. Is this something? purposeful that you might just be mentioning or is it just working out that way for you it's kind of just working out that way i mean especially this one you know the script was written way before i was attached and chicago was a thing uh friday lights you know the chicago thing came up season three or four so maybe the writers because they knew i was from chicago thought that'd be a fun like easter egg Mm -hmm. um there was one job i did where it was a show that was short-lived, but I was, you know, like a young doctor and I was supposed to be from Boston and I talked to the creator and I was like, look, Boston's a very great working class thing, but like, that's a, such a specific accent and like, I can do it, but as opposed to like working and focusing on an accent, why don't we just make them from Chicago, which is another working class place. And then, you know, my natural accent will just make sense. And she was like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Boston, Chicago, you'd be from Nevada if you want. Um, <laughs> so, so that one time it was out of my laziness and not wanting to have to like act. The other times it was just a coincidence. Are, are there any other uh, actors that you know that are as big on the Chicago Bulls as you are? Uh, not that I know personally. I mean, I know Vince Vaughn is like a huge Chicago sports fan and, uh, who else? You know, it's funny you reached out to me about him, but a friend of mine, Lamar Morris, is from Chicago and a big Chicago sports fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, M- Michelle Williams. I just did promo for some other podcast where the host talks to like actors and celebrities who are diehard sports fans, and one of the examples they give was Michelle Williams, huge Bulls fan. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure, especially because we're such a global thing, and in the you know, if you were coming up at that time, um, you know, you kind of just were a Bulls fan because it was fun. Uh, yeah, and we were on WGN for a while too, which is why like so much of America loves the Cubs, because mm-hmm. it was like the team you could watch. Right. So I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch, but yeah, we don't have like a little uh, chat group or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get it started. Uh, here. We're gonna get it going. What, yeah, <laughs> I, I was also curious to know where you guys shot uh, Midnight Mass, Zach. Because so like it, it's a fictitious like you know off coast island, like a tiny little mm-hmm. island community population, like a few hundred people. What, is it Pacific Northwest? Is it Atlantic? Like where is this supposed to be set? It's supposed to be the uh, Northeast. Yeah, kind of okay. like 
I don't know specifically, but yeah, we shot it all in Vancouver and we kind of lucked out because we were supposed to start shooting March 16th, 2020. So all our sets were built. Um, and then we shut down for, you know, eight months and all these sets just sat and got pounded by the weather of Vancouver, like the sun, mm. the rain, everything. So then when we went back to shoot, I mean, they'd already aged them a bit, but they had all this natural aging and they just looked mm. so real. And I had, I could not believe I did this. <laughs> so we're shooting on one of the like outdoor sets where of the town and it's all these houses and we're walking around. And then I walk into the house because that's what happens in the scene. And I look and it's just like empty, you know, it's just, there's nothing there. It's just support. And I was like, damn, when are they going to finish this set? Cause like, aren't we shooting <laughs> the interior stuff there? And someone like looked at me like, huh? And I said, <laughs> Oh, man, what, like, what, of course, this is a fake. It's fake. We're going to shoot it on stage. <laughs> like, that's a whole different set. I, I, like, but it was so real. Like, mm -hmm. it felt so real that even I forgot. And was like, why is there no inside to this house? <laughs> oh, man. Wild. Is, is there a role that you played that is, is like your favorite? Like, it doesn't have to be a popular one that people just might really know you for, but one that you're just like, you know what? Yeah, this is the one I want to tell my kids about this when they get older. Like, what role is that for you? Uh, to tell my kids about, I mean, you know, in a way, look, Midnight Mass, I'm super proud of. Like, I had a sure. It was, sure. it was, it was like it was, it was a, a challenge for me, and I'm proud of you know the finished product. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the one, the first I'll show my kids is going to be Friday Night Lights, just because it's such a family friendly and good, good show. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be weird for like my kids to see daddy as a teenager kissing other girls. Um, <laughs> which is just odd too. But uh, so that, and then, you know, the part that I actually, I think I had the most fun playing was this show called The Family that I did with Joan Allen, who's this amazing actress. And um, I was just kind of like the ne'er-do-well alcoholic son. And the creator of that show, Jenna Bands, who I've worked with a few times. She created Good Girls, which she gave me a part on, and I loved working on. Um, but she knows how I work, and she kind of was like, that you can do whatever you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know there's a script, but you can do whatever you want. And it worked because I'm the, like, kind of, you know, mess up son. And mm -hmm. so in every scene, I just got to do whatever I thought was funny and, like, mess with people. And uh, because me and my sister had this like rivalry. So I'd always like every scene with Allison Pill, I was just trying to like fuck with her. Um, <laughs> and, and it helped to get under her skin because she's like trying to do the scene and I'm just like doing my own thing. She's like, what the fuck is that doing? Um, That's great. I'll, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Cause I, I, I'm not a fan of like network uh, television dramas. I've never really watched. Cause I always felt like there was a line that you can't really cross. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a friend of mine years ago said, dude, you got to watch this show Friday Night Lights. And I was like, based off the movie, I was like, man, I don't want to watch that. Like, I, don't, I don't care about that. I'm not looking at that. And he kept harping me and harping me and harping. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. And then like two weeks later, I came to him. I was like, I deeply apologize. This is one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen. This show, I was completely hooked on that show it honestly was one of the greatest network dramas i've ever seen man and man kudos to you guys for the work you did on that thank you and it was you know it was different than your typical network show and in, with what you said about it being based on the movie you know peter berg who did the movie mm -hmm. he said while he was filming the movie he was like well this is a tv show because in the movie you get to tell one story about the team that season and what they do 
And he was mm-hmm. like, I want to tell the story about the car salesman booster. And I want to tell the story about the coaches, like Connie Britton, who was in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. She had so much in the movie that didn't make it into the movie because it's just, you know, you only have 90 minutes. Right. And he was like, he, and he tried to convince Connie to do the show. She's like, I'm not doing that again. Like I was, the, my part was nothing in the movie. He's like, no, the, the whole point of the show is like, I could tell your story. Um, mm-hmm. No one cares. If, it's not about the team. It's about these people. Um, and yeah, that show is, it was a joy. I was so lucky to have that be like my first job, but people really loved it. I always tell people, like, I never tell people to watch anything I do. I'm like, I don't care. Do it. Watch it. Don't up to you. And if people <laughs> like ask about that show, I'm just like, look, watch the first one. If you like it, you'll like the show. If not, yeah. you don't have good taste, but um, I'm not going to tell you what anymore. <laughs> I hate shows. Like, this is my thing. Whenever someone's like, hey, you know, you just got to get through two or three, and then it's, like, so good. I'm like, I don't have right. two or three hours to waste watching crappy TV. <laughs> right. Like, right. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the hard thing, honestly, with Midnight Mass. It's different. I mean, it's really a seven-hour movie, and it's, like, a yeah. slow burn. And yeah. it's not your typical show where, like, each episode something happens. You're like, ooh. And then, like, another arc. Um, so it's, it's different, but it's cool in that way. And, it, you know, I don't really love – you know, I feel like horror is such like a, such an umbrella genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is more kind of like gothic almost. Yeah. Um, and there's totally. weird, yeah. creepy stuff in it. But, you know, it's not like a flasher film or your right. zombie thing or whatever. And there's weird, gross stuff that does happen. But Oh, I can attest to that. There's feels... some gross stuff in that show. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And filming some of it was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's different, you know, and it's cool. And I think the acting is really good and I'm really proud of it. So uh, I would recommend it, but you know, if you don't like that stuff, then you don't like that stuff. No, we recommend it for sure. Um, uh, speaking of episode one of FNL, of course, that makes me think of Jason Street and the way that that whole season one plot line unfolds. Yeah. Before we get to, because I, I want to hear about what you're, what you're working on with Scott Porter, AKA Jason Street, but, but first, you brought her name up. I can't not ask. How is my secret soon-to-be wife, Connie Britton, doing? Uh, as far as I know, she's fine. Um, <laughs> she's good. Uh, my crush has think. not subsided at all, Zach. At all. <laughs> it should. I mean, why? Why should it? You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I I used to have a crush on uh, Reese Witherspoon. And then when my wife found that out, anytime she was on a magazine or something, she'd be like, oh, it's your girlfriend. Oh, right, girlfriend. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you like, don't let your wife know. Yeah, dude, you'll never hear no. that. So I've trained, now I'm like, I'm not, that's not my type. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I, I trained myself out of it. But you can go ahead having a crush on Connie as long as you want. Well, so yeah, that, that, that bottle he's drinking out of used to be full. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the next time you talk to her, tell her her secret crush. Matt says hi. Um, what what is this? What is this you got going on with Scott Porter? Uh, so it's a fundraiser for Huntington's Disease um, Association. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I, I think he's pretty public about it. His wife um, is affected by it, and you know, it's just a huge cause, and there's not a lot of you know, there's so many things out there, so many disorders and diseases that need fundraising, need funding for research. And so, you know, Scott, every year for the past, I think, seven years has done this fundraiser. It's usually an in-person event. This year, it's mostly virtual. Um, but yeah, so I, Scott asked me and I was totally happy to auction off a Zoom call with the two of us. Uh, 48 minutes, 
full, uh, which would be like your typical high school football game. And it's basically, you can get on a Zoom with me and Scott, ask us anything, bullshit. We can crack a beer. We can uh, do life advice, whatever people want. And there's tons of good stuff. And I should have had this ready to go. But um, yeah, if, if you want to bid on it or see what other stuff they got, which is a lot of really cool stuff, um, the website, which is very important, is... Um, hdsa.org <laughs> slash freeze hd um and if you want to get in on the auction just go to hdsa.org slash bid um but it's, it's it's a really important cause and it's very personal to especially scott and me as well and um yeah go check it out maybe there's something cool i mean you guys uh, i feel like you guys talk about pristine auctions sometime if you're into that memorabilia stuff there's a lot of it. Scott knows a lot of really cool people from the industry. He's big in the like comic world, and uh, I, you'll probably see something that would be fun to put a bid on. And it's going to a good cause, not to a auction website. <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. Uh, all of our listeners, check that fundraiser out. Support a great cause uh, with our guy Zach Guilford and his friend Scott Porter, two of the greatest characters in television history. Um, and if you're looking for something spooky to watch this Halloween season. Midnight Mass, streaming now on Netflix. I watched it. I loved it. You won't be disappointed. Check it out. Zach does a terrific job, as does the whole cast and crew on that one. And if you want to, you can also follow Zach on Twitter at ZachGilford713. Uh, Zach, keep holding it down for Bulls fans out there in Vancouver, yeah. man. I, I like you got to find yourself a little niche community of Bulls fans out there and uh, and rep, uh, rep the red this season. Oh, speaking of which, are you glad that they switched back to wearing white at home? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just always, I don't know, I was just raised that way. So it's just like, yeah, right. weird. they're mixing Thank it up every you. now and yeah. then, fine. But it's like, why Why did we change that? Because <laughs> it was a dark time, that's why. <laughs> so simple. So simple. Uh, dude, Zach, as always, we love it when you stop by and join the pod. We appreciate you, appreciate your time. Watch Midnight Mass, people. Um, all the best to you and your family uh, as we uh, near uh, the holiday season. And a fresh Bulls season. Um, any anytime you got any Bulls thoughts on your mind, you can hit us up. You're welcome anytime, man. <laughs> I'll reach out. Uh, so good to talk to you, Dave. It was so nice to meet you. Um, oh, real nice. You've been amazing you. on the show. I'm Thank you. Glad to hear your voice every day. It really, um, you know, eases the burn of Matt's voice. And uh... <laughs> you're not the you only one who thinks that. I literally was about to yeah. say that, Matt. But like I say all the time, Matt and I share a brain. It's like no. really good. Oh, and I want to say also, like, I love – I can't believe how much you hyped up my coming on here. I was, like, listening to the episodes. I'm like, dude, I'm really no, – I don't think people are really going to care that much. Um, but Sabine is awesome. Anytime he's on, he's, like – I feel like – I was, like, that's a much better guest than me. I don't know what I'm talking about basketball. I just like it. He actually, like, has some thoughts. He's very funny. Um, he so, anyway – Sabine is great, yeah, but you know sometimes you just gotta you just gotta knock him down a peg or two. Um, I try you know. to ramp him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. That, that dude is hilarious. And I love John. I love John Sabine. But as it's no secret that I am a super fan of yours, Zach. So of course, in my mind, like yeah. having John join us for an episode, nowhere near having you join us. Um, so, but. I, I well, so it's funny because after we did that episode, I just texted John on the side. And I was like, "Oh, by the way, the guest who we're keeping a secret for now is is Zach Guilford," and he just replied, "All caps, ha 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 ha." That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he agreed with my theory that, um, all things considered, he was uh, he was less of a big deal. <laughs> 
Well, oh. equally, entertaining. <laughs> equally, equally entertaining. Equally entertaining. Uh, Zach, have a great weekend, man. Enjoy the start to this bull season. Um, be well, be safe, and uh, can't wait to see what you have next on deck. Everybody go watch Midnight Mass on Netflix. Uh, for Zach Guilford and my co-host, Big Dave, I'm Matt. Thanks for watching. As always, have a great weekend, Bulls Nation. Till next time, see Red be good. Peace out. Peace out. Peace.